podcast where we talk to people from the world of audio about their ideas, opinions and methods. Dodie is an English singer-songwriter, author and YouTube personality. Her videos are creative, showcasing her stunning vocals, ukulele and piano talents and songwriting ability. She has grown a very loyal online fan base and has toured her original music around the world and independently released two EPs that both charted in the UK Albums Chart. In this episode, Dodie and I share a candid conversation about her new music, diary entries, embarrassing moments on stage, and ending with her advice for musicians on YouTube. Stay tuned for Signal Path. Let's talk about music. Mm, mm -hmm. Have you been working on some new stuff recently? Yes. Yes, I have. Tell me more. Yes, I've been working on an EP um, with like various songs that I've written over the years because I don't know about you, but I write so slowly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can always force out a song if I need to, but usually I just kind of wait until it comes to me. And then that's usually like once a year, maybe like twice a year, which is so bad. That's terrible. I'm like the weirdest kind of songwriter. Um, that makes me sound like I'm like, <laughs> I'm just so different for anyone else. But like, I don't know. I feel like most people go like, I don't know, most songwriters I know, like, you know, take classes and do sessions and mm-hmm. I don't know, write. go to courses and like write every day. Oh, I've written a song every day. And I'm like, I just cannot do that, which is probably not good. I should probably try harder. Um, but anyway, um, yes, I've been working on an EP. Um, there's like, I think there's like seven songs. I might be wrong. So a big EP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of want to still call it an EP because I don't I don't want to call it like my debut album because mm-hmm. I want that to be a thing, something, something a bit more special. But I mean, this is still special. Wow. I'm messing this up. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I this totally get what you mean. This one's more like a scrapbook of different songs that I've written, okay. you know, which is what I feel like a lot of my EPs are. Mm-hmm. It's like there isn't really, I don't know, there wasn't really a plan. It was just kind of like how I was feeling and I've like collected them and mushed them together into something fun but it's mm-hmm. not like I want my first album to be maybe a narrative of some kind I think that'd be really fun um but yeah been in the studio and who are you working with a bunch of people again this EP was more kind of experimental mm-hmm. I've been working with producers who I haven't worked with before mm-hmm. to kind of see to like step out of my comfort zone and see what it would be like to work with other people, like who I work best with or like what different producers um, can bring like different things to different songs. So I've been working with uh, Joe Rubel. He produced a song called Monster, which is one of my faves of the EP. Um, It's very, it's kind of, it's almost electronic, which is very different to me, Mm -hmm. but still kind of with that organic stuff in there Mm because it's got like um, little tiny like keyboard things and, but also like, uh, and like some synth stuff but also a lot of people like chanting and singing and um like plucking on like pizzicato and like strings and stuff so it's just like a it's a very big sound he's really good at making like big sounds and that was really fun um i also worked with a guy called fred cox who's really cool he's like the most enthusiastic person in the world he'll just like bounce around a room um we did a song called if i'm being honest which i wrote in literally like half a day that was one of the songs that just like fell out of me mm-hmm. um the, one of the rare ones but that was really fun um 
who else oh david coston he's really cool and um, we've i've done two tracks with him he's very much like me in that we're both very picky but luckily in the same way and that's very rare like i feel like we both have a same kind of like sound or like a same goal and we both like work to get to it um so that's very cool also we share our love of pickles do you like pickles yeah love pickles it was like the studio treat anyway um <laughs> who else um oh Hugh Waskett who did um do you know Will Joseph Cook yeah yeah he did his album Sweet Dreamer which is so good um and I worked on a song with him as well that was really fun uh yeah a bunch of people so many people and your band as well yes yes got in the band that's always really fun um yeah I'm so lucky to have such a cool band in fact I know like so many of my favorite moments on the EP are thanks to them like the string part in if I'm being honest was written by Will who plays violin for me um and I love it so much like that's my favorite bit and then in Monster there's like a sick bass solo because Pete the weirdest thing is like my music tends to be I don't really I don't play bass so I can't I don't really know what the limitations of that is we just I just kind of know what it should sound like and then I give it to Pete and Pete like plays so well he always wants to go crazy and I'm like okay Pete turn like tone it down and then for this one I was like Pete I want you to go wild and he was like okay so the bass is like like which is really fun um so yeah I love my band they're great that's very cool um when it comes to working with producers and you saying that you have a particular sound in mind are you good at communicating it? Oh my god! Uh, I'm definitely getting better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's a few ways in which you mean that. Like, for example, I used to struggle with actually saying that I want something different. Yeah. Because I'm a girl, <laughs> and a lot of the producers are men, uh, and I just feel silly, um, and I feel stubborn. Um, and also very nervous. Maybe that's on me. Who knows? I mean, I've gotten better at it now. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely better now at saying, no, wait, I don't like that. Or like, I just want to make it right. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of technically communicating it, no, (laughs) cause I don't know anything about like, um, EQ or, I mean, I know it a little bit, but mostly I'm just like, can we make that sound less like ta 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 and more like. (laughs) and they're like um okay i think i know what you mean um so yeah it's just about experience really and like going back in again and again again and that's always really hard when you're trying to do something and make it perfect like make it 100 percent, but you just haven't collected the experience enough yet to get it to what you want it to be and that's always really tough but every time i go back in i learn something and make it better so i am like climbing my way up to what I want to be but then your perspective like your view of what's good enough will always get further away from you so yeah um I think uh, was it Joni Mitchell who was like songs are like tattoos that they're sort of relevant at the time that you create them or record Mm -hmm. them it's so it's relevant to so many things within songwriting but Mm -hmm. you sort of like you have to do the best that you can at that point but but you know that you're going to progress and you know that you're going to change and stuff and that's only exciting but you have to like you have to get through the songs or you have to get through that studio time Mm -hmm. to be able to progress on even Mm. further yeah it's really hard sitting on songs I'm so not well I'm more used to it now but like 
in the past when I just uploaded on YouTube, I'd write a song. I mean, this is when I was writing all the time, but I'd write a song in a day, upload it and be like, done, I did it. Woohoo. It's so fresh in my mind. And then with, like, for example, this EP, I've been sitting on some of these songs for like a year. Mm-hmm. And that's so weird because over time it will like age in my head. It's mm-hmm. like having fruit in your brain and then it goes like brown and you're like oh i'm sick of this song but no one else has heard it yet it's still fresh fruit to everyone else so you just have to remember that and trust that's very true did did you used to feel more of a sense of urgency about getting things out into the world than you do now when yes. you're like okay i can sit yes, and hold definitely. on to this yeah um luckily all of my friends are filmmakers so mm-hmm. they have no choice but to just hold on to stuff and it can take years and years and years to like collect ev- like every part of it um so I've learned from them to be a bit more patient with my work. <laughs> when you say you were just uploading, did you not see yourself initially as a singer-songwriter? Or did you just see it as YouTube as the way of doing that? I guess I kind of believed everyone else who kind of saw YouTube as not legit in terms of songwriting. Because um, that's just the way the How wrong world is. <laughs> I know, well, I think so. Um, but... Yeah, I guess I didn't really see myself as legit and, until you put something on Spotify, which just isn't true. It's just another platform for sharing. Exactly. Do you play songs live that you've just written and stuff mm-hmm. so you play through them? Mm-hmm. That always changes Yeah. everything for me. Yeah? Yeah. How's it? Just people's reactions. Like, you might think it's the best song in the world. You play it and people are like... Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Yeah. I so know that. <laughs> That's happened so many times. Yeah, I've definitely done that before and I'm like, well, I'm scrapping this bad idea. But then again, on the other hand, like I have so many people who will, I don't know. Yeah, it's so fun to play a brand new song because like my audience is great. They will sing along to mostly everything. They're wonderful. Um, And then I'm like, okay, I want to be heard this time. (laughs) Stop screaming. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is like, you know, it's obviously nice. But then sometimes I'm like, all right, one, one song, one song. And so I get to play something that everyone's just listening to mm. well most people are filming because they want to be the first to like get it up and be like a new song but <laughs> oh, i don't look at them i look at the people who are looking at me like what is this and i'm like let me play it for you <laughs> which is really cool that's pretty special yeah it really is that's my favorite part about gigs i've said this in like so many interviews but like i don't mind people filming obviously i definitely film a lot and i try and capture the moment but you've got to put it down sometimes and my favorite moments are just like staring into the eyes of people who are watching me or like listening um because it's like i'm like singing to them i want to give them a moment that sounds really lame and arrogant but i've just had that so many times with like musicians so i've seen on stage who will take the time to look out into the audience and like lock eyes mm-hmm. and i'm like <gasps> a moment and i'm so like weirdly you remember it yeah for sure i'm like i don't know i'm one of those people who like lives for those little poignant moments where i'm like i don't know it changes things for me do you get called a youtuber or do you get called a musician now both um i try not to mind because i know a lot of people still see me i don't really know you know what i think it doesn't matter i think it just matters if if this sounds really cheesy if you know who you are like if people call me a youtuber then that's fine because i guess i technically am like i upload to the platform youtube Mm -hmm. um 
but I think there are different expectations that comes with being a YouTuber and a musician. I think maybe YouTuber has more negative connotations, like people expect them to be richer, <laughs> uh, lazier, um, untalented. I just think that's just the viewpoint in which at least the mainstream media puts out of YouTubers, which I do not believe is true. No, not at all. I think it's true for maybe some people on the platform, but I don't know. I think there's still so many people online on YouTube who are creating because they want to and because they're very good at it and they they deserve an audience and they deserve people to listen and to watch. Um, so in that case, yeah, I don't really mind too much. I make music. I yeah. put it on YouTube. I am a musician. I am a YouTuber. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, in terms of making those videos, how do you go about it? Where do you start? Because uh, um, they're always creative. Like, they're always this just imaginative. Oh, the thing I keep um, falling for and doing wrong is I look on YouTube for inspiration. Mm. I know that sounds bad. There's definitely a lot of inspiration on YouTube. There's definitely a lot to look from that. But sometimes I look at, like, tags or... I don't know, other covers that people are doing. And I'm like, oh, I should just be like them. And then I'm like, no, stretch yourself. Like, look outside of that. Look what they are inspired by. Look what the people who inspires them are inspired by. Yeah. So look beyond that. Um, and then, like, you'll kind of, like, create your own ideas. Um, so that's really fun. Uh, and, yeah, just do it, really. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's, like, oversaid a lot. But just start, because if you don't, again it's the same kind of thing like you're not going to be as good as you want to be now so keep practicing you'll learn and then you'll get better mm. with musical influences as well do you ever look at people who've influenced your musical influences um yeah definitely because i only i only worked that out a few years ago when uh -huh. i was like wait if this person is this yeah who inspired them to do that? Yeah. And obviously they always have them. Yeah. And then you look at them and you're like, oh my God, I can see that they've taken that from them and that from them. Um, and then by being influenced yourself with those other things, you can create something different mm -hmm. to just trying to aspire to be like one person. Yeah, exactly. It's so valuable. There's like a little book of it. I'm sure most people have read it. I can't actually remember what it's called. It's like how to steal art or something. I don't know. Is it like steal, steal? Steal like an artist? Yeah, something like I that. I think so, yeah. It's basically, that's definitely one of the sections in it, or at least all of it. I <laughs> don't know. But yeah. When you sit down to make a video, um, how do you film it and how do you record it? Um, it depends what type, really. If it's, um, I don't know, because there's all kinds of different videos I make. Like Sometimes they're just essentially blog posts, but mm -hmm. in speaking form. Um, those are the hardest to do, I think, which is strange because, um, I don't know, just talking to a camera is weird. <laughs> it's just very strange to, like, talk to a tripod and know that you're going to edit it later and know that loads of people are going to see it. It's just weird. Um, so to combat that, I like to talk before I start filming just to kind of, like, get my voice into the room so it doesn't feel weird to, like, be in silence and then be like hello <laughs> um but if it's musical uh prepare i don't know i just think preparing as much as possible is probably a good idea um also forgive yourself if you make mistakes this is actually a very good piece of advice um 
when I used to just do like covers and originals and I'd wanted to get it out in like one day, mm. I'd sit down with like something I'd just freshly learned, press record and try and just try and get a take. And it would take, oh my God, I'd get so angry. I'd cry. I'd sweat. I'd like, <laughs> I'd be like, fine then, fine, fine hands don't work. You know, I'd like stop recording and then go for a break and like, then sit down again and be like, come on, come on, come on. And then like get so close to the end of my house, like racing and then like fail. Oh my God, it was the worst. But then if you do one of those and then you get like a take that you could use that you're like fine, happy with and just be like, all right, I've got one. Go to take a break. Then like go to sleep, wake up the next day, mm-hmm. then sit in front of a camera and magically it will happen. It will happen. Mm. I don't know why your brain like learns in its sleep. And, oh, definitely. Yeah. You definitely process things, especially muscle memory and music and learning mm-hmm. something new mm-hmm. i i swear sleep is the best thing yes so if true. you're so angry at yourself and so frustrated about something um but then but then when it comes to filming videos i don't know whether you ever suffer from this it's not just about like learning the song and performing it but there are other things that go wrong that you have to like remember so i've always had like things out of focus yes and then you get the perfect take and then you check back the footage oh. especially if you're filming yourself yeah and you're like, oh God, I have to do that again. There's yeah. no way I can, I can't yeah, this put is, that up. Oh my God, this happens so many times. Yes. Oh my gosh. Or like, there'll be like one bum note in it and mm. you're like, oh, could I? Um, there's a cover that's online where like halfway through I play the wrong chord and then I watched it back and I was like, it's not that bad. Oh well. <laughs> so I just put it up. So it's my, um, I did Death of a Bachelor and mm-hmm. I go, I'm cutting my wrong chord. Mind of a right chord. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it, you can just make it work. But um, sometimes if I get stuff wrong, I like to harmonize my, my, my mistakes. <laughs> so really? you just kind of like play into it. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, that was really funny. And then I'm like, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. You should just not care as much. Maybe. Wait, is that good advice? I don't know. <laughs> no, I definitely. I think um, being a perfectionist. Yeah. When sometimes you just have to get things finished. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Okay, I've good advice. Good advice. Um, my friend Hank Green made a video that was like the most revolutionary piece of advice for perfectionism that I've ever heard. He was like, "Okay, if you're shooting for a hundred percent, you're never gonna get this thing made because number one." it will just take forever number two like people's perspectives of what 100% is is completely different so you can't like make the perfect video so he was like shoot for 80% because 80% is like just the right tipping point for you to be happy with it and like let it go and I was like that's such a good thing so now whenever I'm like I don't know if I'm at like 70% good enough I'm like a little bit more it could be good enough and then I get to 80% and there's like such a big part of me that's like tugging to make it better and then I'm like no let it go and then I do you play live a lot right yeah how do you feel about dealing with the crowd like talking to them oh talking to them in between songs yeah I am so bad at it I try and um I feel like it's maybe a lot better since talking on camera a lot Uh but I'm still like no way and it's always been a moment of almost stuttering for me really just because when I was a kid I was very nervous there was a reason why I started songwriting I was just like very nervous to talk to people Mm -hmm. and talk things out and um so I'd like sing and play guitar even though I was always super nervous doing that and then just would rattle through songs so talking in between songs was like this mental block and then I thought about it and I was like 
maybe I want to be a stand-up comedian. Maybe I'll just tell really terrible jokes in between my songs. Oh, wow. And act like that and then just not take myself too seriously. And also not talk too much because if you go on and on, people are like, get on with the music. Yeah. Um, but what what's your... You hate it, did oh you say? Oh, my God. Really? I'm so bad at it. I don't know. Here's the thing. It's like, honestly, like a flip of a coin. Like, sometimes I can be amazing but this is just me and like any social interaction sometimes i'll be like whoa i'm so confident and i'm just <laughs> I'm like so saying sassy. things off the top of my head i'm like hilarious and then sometimes i'm just like the oh my god there was this one show i don't think i'll ever get over this i was in i okay so i have a song called secret for the mat which is about getting better and mental health and like promising someone that it'll be okay again mm-hmm. and the way i usually introduce it i have like this whole spiel oh wait can i remember it I don't even know. It's basically like, um, oh, uh, when I sing this song, I look into the crowd and I see familiar faces. And when I say a familiar face, I don't mean someone I know. I mean, there's a certain look that I recognize and I know very well of someone who's going through something. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's a very dark mind. I recognize that brain. So when I'm singing that song, uh, like, I'm, I'm singing it to you or something like that. But one night I said it wrong. I, like, fumbled over my words. Maybe someone, like, coughed in a weird way. Maybe there was, like, a little giggle in the crowd and I was tr- still trying to make it work. And then I think at the end I said something like, and this is a song for people like that. <laughs> I was like, what? What? Oh, my God, it was so bad. And then, like, I said it and, like, the note starts. I'm like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I can see people, like, turning each other and being like, what did she say? What did she mean? <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. And I could, there was nothing in the whole way, like through the song. I was just on autopilot. My body was singing, and in my head, I was like, "What the fuck? Is that, you idiot!" Oh, no. But it's so funny because, like, the song after it was about like social anxiety and like messing up and not being good enough. And sometimes, whenever I sing that song, I'm like, "This is so relevant to me right now, crowd." <laughs> and then everyone's like, "You're good enough." And I'm like, "I'm not. I'm the worst." But yeah, oh so god, just... what other embarrassing moments have you had on stage? Oh my god, there's so many. There's so many. Um, oh god. De- okay, never wear tops with like you know the straps that like if you put your shoulder down, it will just come down because like yeah. if you're playing guitar you and it just slips it. down, it's just slow boob showing, <laughs> slow boob to everyone. Um, oh, I always talk about this one. This isn't embarrassing for me, but it's definitely funny for the crowd. I think I, I don't know. Definitely, some people have heard this, but like. I try and get everyone like clapping along and there's this girl like clapping along. She's quite tall, she's standing out with the crowd and she just on one of the claps just like slowly sniffs her armpit just to like check. <laughs> and then she does it again, just like every clap, she's just like checking them like <laughs> desperately trying not to laugh. Um oh my god, what else? Um a lot of people pass out in my shows. I don't know whether it's cause it's like it's really hot or like they're just quite young or like I don't know. So that's oh always God. difficult to deal with. I know that sounds very selfish of me. Like, they're the one who's, like, passed out on the ground. But also, I'm just so bad at navigating what to do. I'm like, sorry, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Do you have singing lessons? No. should probably probably do that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I, I had singing lessons when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm only just thinking about getting them. I haven't had them since I was, like, 20. Mm-hmm. And now, because I'm older i'm like oh do i need to check in with what i'm doing with how i'm singing um just to make sure that you know because you hear of all these people who i was um at this festival and uh, rag and bone man had to cancel his slot oh at, like a really really prestigious event because he'd 
ruined his voice like he had to he doctor just said and he literally cancelled it at 6 p.m on the night yeah and i was just like i've luckily touch wood i don't know if this is good but it looks like wood um uh have never had that maybe i'm just not on tour enough and singing every night enough but Mm -hmm. you know like adele having nodules and stuff because she's never had a singing lesson Mm -hmm. and she smokes so singers do not do that it's terrible for you okay so in terms of um traditional music um in terms of the industry and where you're going like what is your pathway for releasing this new music and stuff how are you getting it out into the world um well i've we've been like talking to labels and things Mm -hmm. um i think if i were to sign it would be not a traditional deal i've been offered like traditional stuff but i wouldn't i'm just too you know i want to be in charge of my stuff so if i were to work with a label it would be a new sort of like admin one um so maybe something like that um and then i don't know my manager josh is just being an absolute babe and just like sending out and talking to everyone that he knows so Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool um aside from that i'm just kind of continuing what i'm doing like until we can work with people who can open doors for us um mainstream media again doesn't really like like youtubers (laughs) so yeah i'm just putting it out there and making music videos and my audience is great (laughs) yeah do you have any advice for musicians who are thinking about using youtube as a platform um or any like things for people to be wary of um yes there's a part of me that's like um try another platform like soundcloud or something because that i don't know for some reason it's more legit or i don't know blah blah blah. but then there's an even bigger part of me in fact the majority of me that's like it doesn't matter as long as it's as you like it and as long mm-hmm. as it's good and you're sharing it and use whatever platform you like. I think YouTube is great. There's so, there's such a large pool of people on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and such a great community and communities. So, don't know. Just, just make it good enough and ignore all the other stuff. Yeah. Very good advice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, when you first started uploading onto YouTube, like how quickly did you gather an audience? Like, were there people there just sort of waiting or did it take a long time? What was your sort of process about it? Um, uh, I kind of dipped into other people's communities. So like I wrote a song about my favorite YouTuber and that kind of sent a lot of like his audience over. So mm-hmm. then I like stole some of that. Um, and then I entered a competition with other YouTubers and that um, kind of sent that audience over. So once I had like a little base of people, um, then I just kind of like naturally grew and then found friends with, I don't know. And then like YouTube is weird because you'll hang out with people and that's like, you know, the sharing audiences, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, I guess that's everything now. Everyone's online. <laughs> wow, I sound like a grandma. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I think um, I don't really know if I have any advice for like growing. I guess it is consistency and yeah actually having something to share yeah i'd say so i guess there's all the boring stuff like make sure if you want to 
like make sure your look is clean or whatever like try try and do a brand but branding branding is just a not very nice word for saying like just be yourself and like I don't really know I'm not very good at the business side but then again I don't really want to say that because I guess I must be I don't know <laughs> I don't know well you've worked hard at it and like you've been uploading for quite a few years mm-hmm. so it's only going to grow especially when the songs are good I always think you have to have something prepared like if you were 12 mm-hmm. um and just putting up like I can't imagine putting up the first song I wrote mm-hmm. up on YouTube mm-hmm. People can take time now as well. I'm always a little wary when people sort of rush to grow audiences before they have anything to offer them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think the main thing is like if your main objective is to grow an audience, then you're not, not doing, doing it. it right. Yeah, yeah, you're not doing it right. Yeah, you've got to make something and want people to see it because you think it's good. I don't know. You just have to be original, I think, because there are a lot of people um, creating now, but that doesn't mean it should stop you from doing it as well. Don't be afraid. Just make what you like. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more in-depth interviews with artists, engineers, and professionals from all walks of the music industry. This is Signal Path. Oh,